and welcome to another episode of One of Us is a Filmmaker. Hello, everybody. Hello. So today we're going to be doing a, another movie throwback, it seems. Woohoo! And the item on the menu for tonight is School of Rock. Woo! So very exciting stuff. Baby, we were making straight A's. Mmm, great stuff. Good good film. Uh, just great vibes. A Jack Black classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, what are your thoughts on School of Rock? Well, can you believe School of Rock came out 20 years ago? I can't believe that. That's a long time ago. 2003. Oh, no. Isn't that crazy? It means we're getting old. It does. I We went to see this in the cinema. Oh, God. Do you remember or not? I was five years old. So, <laughs> um, probably not the best. Do I memory remember either. going to see it in the cinema? No, but I remember watching it like endlessly on DVD. Yeah, we did have on DVD. We went to see it at the cinema in Ellsbury. That was a rare occasion to go to that cinema. We didn't usually go to the Ellsbury cinema. Is so, it, is it fancy? No, I just I think <laughs> <laughs> great rare occasion. I don't know. So confused. We usually we'd go to Milton Keynes. Maybe it just wasn't on in Milton Keynes, and it was oh. only on in Ellsbury. Milton Keynes is quite a trek from where we, we were in Leighton Buzzard, right? Or yeah, it's not that far. It's like half an hour, maybe. But anyway, UK mm. geography for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Traveling all around Bedfordshire. We have been all over the place. Looking, we were looking for a good cinema to show us School of Rock. And we ended up in Aylesbury. We ended up in Aylesbury. <laughs> and I remember really loving it. Um, if anyone hasn't seen School of Rock, mm. essentially it's about sort of a washed up rock and roll singer who's played by Jack Black. His name is Dewey Finn in the movie and essentially he gets kicked out of his band to make some money. He impersonates his roommate, played by Mike White, uh, called Ned Schneebly. Ned Schneebly. Who's a music teacher. Who is a music teacher. And so he goes to the school and then makes the kids become his own rock band and they compete at Battle of the Bands. Mm, it's great. Yes. And Mike White wrote the screenplay for the film. You might have heard of Mike White because he is the showrunner, director, writer for The White Lotus, which is very big at the Ooh. moment, TV series. And mm. Richard Linklater directed the movie. Do you know what else he's done? He's done loads. He's done... Uh, that Boy- name was very familiar. Boyhood would be... Oh, I watched Boyhood. His mo- most recent famous successful film, probably. Boyhood's long. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, they filmed that, um, this going off topic, but they filmed Boyhood in se- like in chronological real-life sequence. He yeah, actually no, filmed the boy growing up. What an effort. I mean, that's <laughs> what, over a, what, eight-year time span? It was quite long. Yeah. yeah. Really long. But the film itself was just long. Like, <laughs> <laughs> was... The process of filming it was long, and the film was long. Yeah. <laughs> Too much length. Interesting, though. Good idea. Yeah. Anyways, I suppose that's that's not quite. I think what Richard Linklater is really good at is doing good characters and mm. making things feel really real. Mm. And I guess School of Rock is that. It's good characters. It's got a lot of heart and soul. And I think Richard Linklater's films do have that. Even though there's a lot of comedy in the film, it doesn't feel overly heightened or ridiculous. Yeah. You can believe that Jack Black decided to impersonate yeah he just because i mean it's you know he's out of work he doesn't know how he's going to pursue music and he finds a way to earn some money he's going to get kicked out of his apartment he needs to needs to do something and this is how he what he chooses to do um but it's yeah it's really great and it's like i'm a big fan of jack black and there's some people just don't like jack mm. black and mm-hmm. his comedy or whatever he does but i really like him i think he's really funny and it's kind of the film i associate with jack black 
Well, the part was written specifically for him. Ah, uh, well, that so, makes sense. <laughs> Mike White was living in the same apartment building as Jack Black. And There's I think, no way. Yeah, they, well, I think they had worked together previously as well. Right. And he said um, to Jack Black, I want to write a movie specifically for you. Mm. And uh, he just imagined Jack Black running around with a bunch of kids playing rock music. You know, yeah. Jack Black was a massive fan of rock music, apparently always singing blasting loud music in the apartment and Mike White was obviously inspired by that so well I mean Jack Black is an amazing musician like he's really good Tenacious D Tenacious D are I mean Destiny I don't I mean I wouldn't particularly choose to listen to Tenacious D's music but Mm. that doesn't mean that like they're not just great musicians you know and Jack Black is especially really good and he's just got he's got such an energy like he just can like fill a film in a way he just him being there just I think lifts the film up in terms of just the energy and the life in it. Yeah. You know? So I think it was, it makes sense to me now that you've said that it was literally written for him. Cause I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And he interacts with the kids really well as well. And like the, the relationships that they form over the film are really like genuine and really um, individual with each kid. Yeah, especially the musicians. They really wanted to cast musicians first and then actors so, oh, they're all actually musicians as well. The only one that wasn't, I think, was Katie, the person who played Katie. Her name was Rebecca Brown at the time, right. um, the actress. Uh, she goes by a different name now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think she learned specifically how to play cello and the bass for the film, which is p- potentially why she doesn't have a bass solo at the end of the film. Right, right, yeah. Which always wound me up because I was thought, you can get a bass solo going. Come on, why is they get the singers get the solo, you get drum solo, you get piano solo, you get Oh, and the open, ending credits. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I always yeah. thought, well, where's the bass solo? The where's movie that? is over. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, she never got a bass solo, but it oh. makes sense if she wasn't a very um, established bass player. Then. Yeah, yeah. But everybody else, um, the pianist was exceptional piano player mm-hmm. and um, the drummer and the guitarist. Mm-hmm. They were all musicians and then sort of wanted to make sure that they could act as well. Yeah. But they wanted to have really top musicians. For I'm those sure roles. they had a selection they could choose from, you know. And Oh, yeah, they would have auditioned. There's, there's going to be so many good like young musicians and stuff. So, yeah. But the casting was great, you know. Uh, and yeah, exactly. all, all the characters are really fun and... Especially Lawrence. Lawrence is my favourite. Yeah, Lawrence the piano is player. fantastic. He's I'm not great. cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I felt like when I was a kid. I'm not cool. It's, no, he's great. And it's got... Uh, what's the name? Oh, my god. Miranda goodness. Cosgrove. Miranda Cosgrove. And I mean, everyone just knew her because of Drake and Josh. So No, she wasn't in Drake and Josh then. Was she not? She was in it afterwards. School of Rock was first. I'm pretty sure School of Rock was first. Oh, my God. And then she was in Drake and Josh afterwards. Oh, my God. School of Rock's old then. Well, it's 2003. Oh, right. I'm just looking up quickly what year Drake and Josh was. Oh, yeah, I do. Just cause... Yeah, 2004. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she actually got that because of that. Fair well, enough. Presumably. Yeah, I guess then I just don't remember it coming out then. I just assumed that she had already been on Drake and Josh and then got School of Rock. Wow. Is the other way around. Yeah, yeah. She was only 10 when she did School of Rock. And the other kids they were arranged from 10 years old to 15 so it's actually mm. quite a big difference and Miranda Cosgrove was the youngest she did look younger than a few of the other students yeah so, definitely yeah um but I mean she had like the biggest part in terms of acting so it's mm-hmm. impressive that she was only 10 and performed so well as she's such a yeah. great little character actress um, apparently she had to have bad singing lessons so she could sing her memory thing badly so she apparently is actually a good singer yeah so she yeah. took a lesson 
on how to sing bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know she can sing. I mean, she sang the iCarly intro. Oh, did she? Yeah, I didn't she's... ever see iCarly, so I don't know. It's all right. Um, but <laughs> It's not my Nickelodeon era, let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, that was my Nickelodeon era. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, she was great. And yeah, I think uh, the head teacher is really fantastic as well. Uh, Do you know who played? Joan Cusack. Jane Cusack. Really, who played? No, no, but I don't know the. I didn't know her name. Like, obviously, I know who she is, but like, I didn't know the name. Joan Cusack is in so many great films. It's just random characters all the time. It's funny because she kind of was like an overacty kind of actor, but it just works. Yeah, it's just great. It's all this really film, it really works. But it's just she's just really likable, and she's always so committed to her characters. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, one of my favorite scenes is when they put the Stevie Nicks song on in the in the bar place. Like, ooh, baby, ooh, oh. yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she gets really so into good. it. Yeah, and then she's like jiving along, and, and he's like, "So can we get the kids to go?" And she's like, mm, "We'd have to get the parents' signatures." <laughs> well, I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah, and it's just funny, like the idea that she has like one sip of beer and she's like wasted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. yeah. no, it's really good. My favorite bit is when. She walks back into the room with all the parents and she's just like, I've just been informed that all of your children are missing. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. And then they just start freaking out. But... There's also another really good character played by Sarah Silverman, which is Mike White's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Ned partner in the in this. In the when films. are you going to grow up, Ned? When are you going to get a job? Yeah. She has such like a whiny voice. Mm-hmm. Very grating. It's yeah. good casting because she, yeah, she's like quite... Go playing that intense grating girlfriend role. Her voice, like you said, it does help. I mean, because she's kind of known for that. So yeah. it works really, really well for that. Yeah, generally the casting is really strong. Yeah, casting's really strong. And I think casting is where you start with a movie. You have to have the right cast or it just, it doesn't work. That 90% of making a movie is getting the right cast. Well, if people it... aren't believable, if they're not, they don't suit the characters, mm-hmm. you're stuffed because nobody's going to believe the film or believe the story and the challenge and yeah. the character arc that they go on but it's it, it's a really fun story because like you said with jack black's character in it it's like kind of a a story you kind of want to believe in mm. in a way like you kind of want to believe you know as a kid that you can just form a band and you can just kind of go and battle the bands because you know it's just like fun and it's just like a trip away and everyone's just having a really good time and that's kind of what you want yeah, and I think the idea is that these kids are really pushed academically. It's a very serious school, and they obviously yeah. have parents that are kind of harsh and scary. Mm. <laughs> I want them to do amazingly well academically. And, you know, the nice thing about the films, it broadens the parents' minds at the end of That's the That's true. It does broaden the parents' minds. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. If, if there's anyone who hasn't seen School of Rock, I've explained the general storyline to you. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of music in the film, as you can imagine. Mm. There's a lot of comedy. Some great scenes. A lot of heart. We've sort of mentioned a few scenes so far. But I would say, well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. All right. Question. I'm ready. What do you think of the opening of School of Rock? The opening, I'm trying to think now. If the camera goes through a corridor and it's got the like some of the title intro stuff on like lights as it passes like illuminated lights yeah. and it says like school of rock as it goes the camera goes through and it goes into the rehearsal and Dewey jumps off the the stage and lands on the yes. floor and nobody catches him yes <laughs> is that it's not a dream is it he, yeah. no no, he's no doing he it. actually does it and then the next time he goes to meet his band they kick him out oh yeah 
Okay, yes. Sorry, I haven't watched it in a while, so you're just you're catching me up to speed. But yeah, no, it's. I do like the uh, the opening. I think it's really funny. I mean, yeah, he just he literally just jumps off the stage, doesn't he? And well, he's because he's like playing super over the top. I remember when I saw that. I think that opening scene feels really different to the rest of the movie. It does. I felt like I was watching an adults film when I watched that bit. I was like, oh. And then it like gets to the school and everything. Like, yeah. Oh. But it's... this is also from like an eight year old perspective. Right. I think it really works as yeah. an opening. I mean, when was well. the last time you watched it? Recently? Quite recently. It was on TV. Oh. I feel like it's always on TV. It's definitely a TV film. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually on something. Yeah. I mean, my my biggest memories from the film are not necessarily like. Yeah, not, not, I didn't really remember the opening scene, but I remember a lot of, like, the first time he comes into the classroom and starts trying to explain everything and then teaching the kids. Like, that's that's the main stuff I remember. And when the... Well, like the history of rock in that. Yeah, the history of rock and, like, then him, then him auditioning basically all of them and, like, bringing each one up and saying, oh, can you do this? And then, and then they just repeat after him and all that stuff. And then the other bit I really remember is when... The head teacher comes in and they have to hide everything really quickly. Except, and then the he, guitar. except for the guitar. And he's like, and she's like, what's that? Like, That's my, I was teaching them math. And so he's like, math, 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 math. Yeah, I love it. So get up your, no, get off your F. Let's do, do some, some math. math. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much was written for him and how much did he just like come Impro- in and just No, I think he improvised quite a lot. There were obviously certain songs that they sang which were actual songs. Mm. Um, but stuff like that, like I assume yeah, when he, he just did it. You I know. think he did just sort of improvise away. <laughs> get up your F. <laughs> <laughs> get up your F. That's a good line. Yeah. There's a lot of good lines. The, then like the the like towards the end when they're having the main performance um, and he's like today's um, assignment and then the three girls come and they're like kicks up my ass mm-hmm. it's such a like mm, like yeah. power moment you know it's just so good it hits home so well yeah I think it's nice because all the characters especially the kids they do have very individual personalities and mm. things to do even though there's like you can't delve into them too much so they're all sort of surface level but they do feel very real still. And that's why I said Richard Link later does really well. Mm-hmm. Is that it feels like there's a bit more beneath everything. Mm-hmm. He's really good at doing that. Yeah. I would say. Definitely. Um, so you said that you you felt the opening was like felt slightly different from the rest. What I mean, do you want to talk about kind of the cinematography or like what you think made the rest of the film the film from as, you know, filmmaker's perspective? Yeah, I mean, Richard Linklater likes his sort of, like, slow pull-in and pull-out shots, which is what he actually does in the beginning where the camera goes through into the rehearsal. And there's another bit where um, Jack Black does his in the end of time for, like, the school classroom. Mm -hmm. And that's one very long pull-back shot, which he does in one full take. Mm. I think, like, Richard Linklater likes things to just breathe. Mm -hmm. Apparently, with that specific scene as well, Jack Black was like, oh, we could do loads of crazy close-ups and stuff. But apparently the director was like, no, just want to do a slow pull and just watch it all mm-hmm. um, unfold. And that's what's really good about film in general, because there's so many people having so much input. You know, obviously what you're saying is Jack Black had all these ideas and then Link later had all these ideas. And it was like actually like having so many people, you get both of those views. Then obviously Link later was like, no, this is it's great. It's great to hear what you want to do. And I like understand that. But then actually like he came in and was just like, I've got it. You know, yeah. I've got it. Trust me. Yeah. Well, that's why 
you have to trust your director. Yeah. And that's why in an ideal world, you only work with directors whose work you really like Mm -hmm. because you trust that whatever they're saying they want to do or are asking you to do, that it's it's all in purpose of making a good film and telling a good story. Yeah. And performing a good character. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they had a blast on the film. A lot of interviews I've read with Linklater and Mike White and Jack Black was just that. They all got along really well and they were all yeah. very cordial and lovely. Do you know about, like, do the kids get on? And, like, Yeah, they... apparently they do, off, like, they often do reunions. Like, oh, jokes. With, <laughs> and also, funny story, oh. is um, two of the kids from that class are together now. I think they're married. Are they? Yeah, it's the... Girl who one of the singers, the one who had the long braids, yeah, who sang the sound will come out tomorrow. I can't remember what the character's name is. Yeah, that one. And then one of the, I think it's one of the guys who was the bouncers or you know was security. The guy who had black hair, oh, he was a bit bigger. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they're together now. I think it's those two. It's definitely her with the um, oh, wow. pigtails, but and mm-hmm. I, I think it's him as well. Isn't that cute? Yeah, he the was like the, the he was the bouncer, wasn't he? He was like the yeah. the, the brute force. <laughs> yeah. so. I think it's those two actors mm-hmm. who are together, which is very sweet. Yeah, I mean, very sadly, the actor who played Freddie, who played the drums, he passed away in two thousand twenty-one. Did he? I didn't know that. How young? And he was yeah, so he talented. Is young. What? And Must I think couldn't have been more than like forty or thirty-five or something. Surely, mm, probably I'm... our age. Yeah, a bit older. Well, yeah, five, ten years older than yeah, us, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I think all the children who are adults now, they've all kept doing music. Um, wow. So the person who played Zach, the person who played Lawrence, and then Freddie as well, I think they all, you know, continued doing music. That's really good. Well, it makes sense. As I said, they cast kids, generally they cast kids for the band who were proper musicians or, yeah. you know, really very well, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't want to have to, Richard Linklater really didn't want to have to, you know, dub over them playing and no, get other no. people and like do a fake thing. It's less thing. authentic, you know. Exactly, and Rich, Richard Linklater's whole thing, I think, is authenticity, right? And which is what we want. Is what we want, yeah. Well, some directors might not want that, but I suppose it's true. But I mean, mind. it's it's interesting because there's not there's not really a film like School of Rock. No, I'm so glad they didn't do a sequel. Mm. You know, they didn't try and cash in because it was just really successful. Right. You know, so many people love School of Rock. It's a classic, always on TV, like yeah, we yeah. said. Yeah, I'm so glad they did it as a standalone film because it just feels perfect. You let it lie. Let it lie. Let it lie. I mean, Jack Black did say he's always open to doing a sequel. He says, oh, never sure say never. I'm sure he's always open to doing anything. That's that's the vibe I get. Well, the thing is, if you got the right script that was amazing mm-hmm. and someone's offering you money to do it, you probably mm-hmm. think, why not? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But, you know, the people who are behind the film, like Mike White and Richard Linklater, they obviously are like, haven't come up with a story that they feel would be good enough to... Mm-hmm. Bring it out from the ashes. Yeah. And no, I really respect that. Like, I think it's, it's a good thing. part of a time lost in Hollywood. <laughs> what, for just standalone movies? Yeah. Just, just make a good film. Yeah. Like, I don't just need, make a good film, I people. don't need 50,000 sequels to make it into a massive franchise. I don't need that. No. I just need School of Rock. Yeah. <laughs> and School of Rock's just got so many good songs. We can't not talk about the music. Mm, yes, let's, 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 let's. let's. There's so many great songs. Mm-hmm. I used to, I mean, I know all the words to all the songs that are sang in it. Even like the little interlude bits, like the math bit and mm-hmm. other times when Jack Black sings. Yeah. Even the song the other band sings in the final battle. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I know that. And that is Adam. Okay. Yeah. That's Adam uh, Pascal. I think it's his last name. Right. He's got such a great voice. Yeah. It, it was actually really, but they barely show it. Yeah. yeah they yeah, barely yeah. show it. And then you hear his voice and you're like, oh, whoa. I've heard him live in concert. He's amazing. Really? But he's a musical, he did like Rent and stuff like that. Uh, that makes a lot more sense then. Okay. Yeah, he's a really good singer. Right. But he's got that uh, rocky but voice. This is so interesting for me because I, I genuinely, I didn't realise that like everyone's just a musician. Like every, I just thought Jack Black was like the only one that was like, oh, he's a musician, and they cast him because it was like this. But no, everyone's just like a musician in this film. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Wow. Apart from the one person I said who played the bass. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, still, that's really great. Like, I, I really like that. I, it makes me like it even more now that I know that. You know, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't know that. I guess I just know a lot of nuggets about this film. You do know. You, well, you just know a lot about cinema, to be honest. You just know what's going on in these films and who, what the actors. Well, you just know. I mean, there's also research. One does okay. before the podcast. Right. But equally, yes, I actually did know a lot of these things anyway. Yeah. I must say. Mm. Um, do you have a favourite scene from the movie? Um ooh, favourite scene. Uh I like I, I said earlier, the scenes it's the scenes that I remember. It's just it's like when he first walks in to the classroom. And, and he it, tries to write an edge Yeah, he tries to write an edge steeply. It's just <laughs> falls over like at the end um, you can call me Mr S yeah I don't know I, I don't for me I never think of it as like oh there's a particularly great scene from School of Rock I genuinely just like love the vibe it brings it's a very cohesive storyline and it's well paced the whole thing mm-hmm. but yeah there's not really a scene I dislike I'm trying to think now no I don't think so I think it's all like literally fine and it doesn't feel you said it feels cohesive but I also think it doesn't feel like it drags. It just feels natural, the pacing yeah. for me. The one thing I do always wonder about is because for me, it was the first time I'd heard the smoke on the water of the ding, 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 ding. And I knew basically everyone that was somewhat interested in guitar when I was like a teenager knew that riff. And I'm pretty sure it was all because we'd watched School of Rock. Probably. Not because we'd listened to Smoke on the Water like the song, but yeah. because... We'd heard that. And Even I like, could play that riff. Well, exactly. But, but it's like, why for our generation, with us, do I? why do I know so many people that could just play that even if they couldn't play guitar? It's probably because they just watched School of Rock, heard that and been like, wow. Well, okay. it literally, the film is the School of Rock. Yeah, There's yeah. so many iconic <laughs> songs in it. And yeah. it's amazing they got the permission to use so many songs. Mm. And there's so many bits of rock songs where I know bits of it from School of Rock, but I actually don't know the rest of it. It's like that, ah. Yeah. When he's like driving. But that's what I mean. For me, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know any of those songs, but exactly the same as you. It's just like those sections, oh, I just would sing like over and over again because it's School of Rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there is, of course, the iconic song itself, School of Rock. Mm. Yeah. The finale. The finale song they perform, yeah. Yeah, the finale. Yeah, it's, that is a really great scene. And like there, I really liked the whole, I really liked how it was, in the class, in in the class, it wasn't just people being in the band. It was like you had some of the kids doing like the setup and the then, lighting, and the lighting. And then when the lighting comes on for the show, because he's like, "I'm gonna have to do it all, rearrange it all," because like some, mm. something goes wrong and they switch songs, right? Yeah. And it's so cool. Like it's yeah. such cool, like set designs, lighting design. Yeah, it's really good. It's really awesome because it feels believable that they they are kids doing it, but also these are obviously very intelligent. Well, yeah, Talented exactly. Kids. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And I, I, I love that whole end scene. Like 
when I was a kid watching it, you just wanted to be in the band. You yeah, just yeah, wanted yeah. to be up there performing. Oh, I just felt so jealous. I was like, I want to be doing that. I mean, we both did music to some degree. And like... Me less so. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, you you know, you sang whatever. But I think part of that does come from School of Rock subconsciously. Like, I, we watched it a lot as, as kids. I mean, all these films we're talking about, I've watched so many times. <laughs> like, I don't... I never knew it was weird to watch a film more than once. People think that's strange. Who? A lot of people. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't talk to people that think that's strange. I think... It's... Well, I watch things more than once, twice or three times. I watch them 50, 100, I don't know how many times. True. A lot. If you love something, though. Well, exactly. And I've seen School of Rock many times. I could definitely verbatim give you a lot of lines and scenes and songs well, from it. Oh, no. I've already started. I've done, I've, I've done my fair bit. Yeah. Get off get off your ass. Let's do some math. Math, 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 oh, math, math. So good. And the bit with them. I love it then he actually asked them to do some maths. Oh, yeah. And he gets it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, what's the name? Randy Cosgrove's character. What's the name? She Summer. Him. Yeah, Summer. Correct her. Correct, correct him. No, no, he's she, the one he's singing to, corrects him. The one with the pigtails. Oh, oh, yes, he it, says, No, it's nine. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, I was testing you. <laughs> <laughs> it's nine. And that's a magic number. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, and this, I've forgotten so much, and then just talking about it, I'm just like, Oh, yes. And it's so nice to do that, you know? Yeah. And I like all this, all the little in between scenes, like when he's speaking to the teachers at the cafeteria and mm-hmm. like when he's saying those who can do teach and those who can teach teach gym <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts talking about how children are the future and he just uses the lyrics to um children are the future <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no it's great like every every scene is just filled with like jack black's like comedy and i just i'm there for it yes and like you said some people don't like jack black i I really like him in School of Rock. I wouldn't say there's anything else I liked him in that much. I have to say, I actually was very surprised by Jumanji, the remake. Because... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I've forgotten about Jumanji, the remakes. I agree, I, I quite enjoyed Jumanji, the remake. They were just funny? Which yeah, yeah, they was were. It was good. I... Surprising? Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to like it, and I went to the cinema and watched Jumanji, and yeah, he was good in it, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, no complaints about the new Jumanji, really. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it did, it also wasn't like a carbon copy of the first one, which is what I was afraid of. Right, yeah. It was no, different they definitely enough. changed it. It was different enough to feel like its own film. Mm-hmm. I hate when things are like just copied for no reason, or but they do a bad version of it. I've always found Jack Black's like filmography a bit weird. Well, the thing, the film I saw after School of Rock with him in was King King Kong, Peter Jackson's King Kong, oh, and I yeah. and I yeah, his performance in that I didn't like that much and I I really like well I love Lord of the Rings and there are some other Peter Jackson films I really like um Mm. but yeah I was wanting to like King Kong more than I did and I actually think all the casting in King Kong was a bit off like all of the roles I didn't really get Jack Black in it I I have to say I didn't didn't I didn't get him in that I didn't even like what's the main guy the guy from the the piano film the pianist Adrian Brody, yeah. and then Naomi Watts, and then Andy Serkis, of course. Yeah, it was all just, it was a bit off, the whole thing. I mean, yeah, it was a bit... I don't remember particularly liking it, but I've seen that King Kong quite a few times for some reason. 
Because there's like dinosaurs in it and then King Kong. Oh, there's bloody everything in it. And then there's like, yeah, all the monsters. I mean, Peter Jackson loves a bit, you know, some monsters, didn't he? So yeah. not surprised, but... You know, if he should have made something into more than one film, it should have been that. That was flipping long. Yeah, that, that was like was, four hours. Well, maybe it wasn't four hours, but it was felt long. But I remember when King Kong came out, it was like, um, it was basically identified as being a really long film. There hadn't, <laughs> yeah. been, there hadn't been a really long film in quite a long time, mm-hmm. I don't think. Well, it was only like 2004, 2005, King Kong. Maybe it was a bit later. But... I don't know. I've yeah, got well, six or when King Kong came I th- out, I think it, it sort of set the stage for then all these films to start having like two two hour forty five minute runtimes. Like there was this, I think that film kickstarted this trend of like we're not going to have a film below two hours and fifteen minutes, basically. I'm not sure about that. Well, I don't know, but <laughs> it, that's what it felt like to me. Um, but yeah, so back on the point with yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, back on, back on, <laughs> we sort of diverted there. Yeah, a bit. Um, back to back to Jack Black. Yeah, I think that his filmography has always been a bit confusing to me because he's kind of not done that much, and a lot of what he's done has Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, <laughs> and Kung Fu Panda's great, but I don't know. I've always thought. I've always thought I'm surprised by how little he's in and also that a lot of it isn't that good. Mm, possibly. I mean, the only films I th- can think of that he's in are School of Rock, yeah. Tenacious D, which are kind of similar characters, mm-hmm. um, then King Kong, as you said. Then he was in like a few comedies in a row, so it was like Nacho Libre, Kung oh, Fu Panda. Oh, I did like Nacho Libre. Kung Fu Panda. There was yeah. like a spat. In like the mid noughties where he's in loads. And then he I think he had a bit of a break, I guess. There were some other random comedies I'm sure he was in. He was in and that then, romance and then recently film, which I thought was Oh, awful. The Holiday. Yeah, I he was that in was the holiday. Awful. I couldn't handle that. I just don't think I've seen it. It's not good. Or I've it. like or I've caught bits of it on TV over Christmas. Yeah. No, I just Who's don't. he paired with? Kate Winslet. Yeah, weird pairing. Mm. Again, the casting, it doesn't make sense. And and like I I, I don't want to say he can't do serious roles, but like the serious roles I've seen him in are not it. Yeah, you it's know, like it's... it's not comparable to say Robin Williams or Jim Carrey when they do a no, serious role. Very different, and like very different. they are seriously good actors. I'm yeah. not saying Jack Black isn't, but yeah, I can't think of a role that's really done justice to mm. whatever serious acting he can mm. pull off. But interestingly, like so I find like Jim Carrey and Jack Black kind of like ironically polar opposites because i think jim carrey is fantastic in serious roles and i love watching him on screen and then when he does his comedy i can't stand it Mm. right and there's only like a couple times where i've been able to stand it Mm. and like the grinch i'm up for the grinch but i kind of really i'm whatever about jim carrey still but on the other hand it's like jack black and his comedy i absolutely love it and then when he does a serious role i just can't handle it and i just think it's he's just not good on screen and then you have Robin Williams, who was amazing at both. I know. Shed a tear. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. Oh, it's too sad. I shouldn't have brought up his name. Why did you bring him up? Oh, sorry, I don't know. But for the listeners who don't know, Robin Williams is like Cassie's <laughs> love of life. Oh, I thought you were going to say, for those who don't know Robin Williams. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Here's no. Who Robin Williams was. <laughs> no. What? If you don't know who Robin Williams is, he's done many a film over the oh years. Oh my gosh, many of my favourite films. Yeah, many of Cassie's favourite films. I mean, to be honest, quite a few of my favourite films as well. He's like the only celebrity actor person who have actually been upset 
by them passing. Not upset because I wasn't there crying or anything, but I was just like, it affected me because I was like, oh my gosh, that's like childhood hero. That is my childhood. He was an and he's such a good yeah. Such a good actor, such a good person from what you could tell and read about him. And yeah, just very sad, very sad story. It is really sad. And he's was such an influence in your, honestly, just your development. Like in, yeah, in when you're a child. Yeah, I, think, who, I don't think people realise how much films affect you growing up. Mm. And for me, it really affects, like, all films. It really shaped me into who I am today, shaped me into wanting to be a filmmaker, mm-hmm. shaped me into so many things. Um, and that's why I get annoyed when some filmmakers are like, oh, this film isn't high art enough or whatever. Because you don't know what that the impact of that film is on a young person or a kid watching it. So, like, there's loads of films that now as an adult, I, I'm like, well, technically, yeah, that film I loved as a kid wasn't a great film. Mm. But it made me want to do that thing or it made me interested in this. Yeah. So it's valid. Like, it doesn't matter if you, as an adult, don't think it's a good film. For kids, you know, there's, they create the meaning from it. If they, exactly. If they connect with something in it, that's what's important. Yeah, and for you, obviously, Robin Williams represented that. And I think... Jack Black does such an amazing job of being an inspiration and like being inspiring to kids and like getting them to take an interest in, you know, film or music or whatever. And School of Rock specifically is such a good film for that. I mean, I even said like, I'm pretty sure School of Rock had an influence on me loving music so much. You know, it it shapes you. And Mm -hmm. I think film can often do that more than other media. I know some kids listen to loads of music and that shapes what they listen to and who they become and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I felt like growing up with a wide array of different arts, I've always felt like film influenced me the most, mm-hmm. you know, like you. Yeah. And that's where you get your inspiration from and that's where you get your who you become from. Exactly. Yeah. The overall message here is that School of Rock is very inspiring. Mm. I would 100% agree. It's a great film and it's just a great vibe. And honestly, I think it's quite unique. Yeah, I can't think of another musical rock film at all. No. Any like other musicals I can think of are either Disney or Greatest Showman or whatever. Mm. But it's 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 that thing that in episode one, I spoke about Coco. Mm. And I said, you know what? Coco does a great job of writing that line between being a musical and being a film with music. And School of Rock to me feels like feels like being a film with music. Mm-hmm. Whereas it doesn't feel like musicals, which I'm on honestly, I just feel like it's very saturated market and well, I, I can get bored of. Would you consider going to see School of Rock the musical? No. You wouldn't. I would You wouldn't do that to yourself. No, because <sighs> don't want to (laughs) (laughs) that's fair enough i i haven't seen it i don't have any plans to um i think i i would i would go see it but i would be very aware be like this is not the movie i'm going to see something different you know i wouldn't try i wouldn't expect it to try and copy the movie but i mean because there are times when movie musicals are really good like the sister act musical i really enjoyed Mm. um the matilda yeah, Matilda's really good. So you just don't know. Um, the Mean Girls musical's meant to be good. I haven't seen it, but that's meant to be good. Legally Blonde's good. Um, I don't know about Heather's the movie. I haven't seen it, but I really liked Heather's the musical. Well, there you go. So, yeah, I'm sure School of Rock the Musical's good. And I wouldn't go out of my way to see it, but if I saw it, I, you know, if I got a free ticket, wouldn't say no, and I'd just be like, yeah, this is a separate 
thing inspired yeah. from the film, obviously. But I'm not going to try and com- I'm not going to try and compare the main mm-hmm. actor to Jack Black because it's it's a totally different thing. Yeah. Musicals are such a different medium as well, like in person on stage. Um, I would like to think I'd be able to separate it, um, but I'm not that I would, bothered to see it really. I, I again, like I have seen things in film and on stage. It's not like I would never do that, but I don't know. School of Rock, the musical, I've never thought, oh, that appeals to me. Mm. You know, just for whatever yeah. reason. Maybe Jack Black's not in it. <laughs> if Jack Black did a cameo. Yeah. Uh, we were going to go see Sister Act with Whoopi Goldberg in. Did she do stage. She did. She was going to, but then the pandemic came along and uh, it postponed it, like, for two, three years, and then she couldn't do it anymore, so. Yeah, I mean, two years is quite a long Shame. time. Shame, so. yeah. Oh, well. Oh. Never mind. On that note. Yeah. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note, uh, we recommend School of Rock. So mm. if you've not seen it, hopefully you're inspired by this episode. Seek it out. I'm Put inspired. Jiggy's inspired. We're all inspired. The kids are inspired. Everyone's inspired. It's a great vibe. The principal, Joan, uh, is, is inspired, Joan Cusack. Mm. So everyone's inspired. The parents are inspired. Mike White's inspired. We're all inspired. You've gone in a bit of an inspired maniac. I know. You're the one going on about how inspiring the film is. I think it is. I think it's great. There you go. So I just ran with it. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thanks very much for listening to this episode, and we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.